The I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. Here we are, and the temperature is very cool by comparison. Under 125 degrees, it is episode number 62. Welcome to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. I'm John Taylor, along with comedian Shan Carr, who looks like she just stepped off a a gangway of a cruise ship wearing a very resort casual again. I love it. Very summary. And of course, our gay desert guide, Brad Fur is here with us somewhere in, in white. It looks like you're in a padded room there for the, <laughs> the viewers. I'm in my office above uh, Swiss Donuts. So after the show's over, I'm running down and getting a Swiss Donut made by, never mind. Um, they're definitely not Swiss. No, they're not Swiss, but they're damn good donuts. And I think we just paid for a dozen, but with that mention, who else brings us today's edition of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast? Our friends at Tori Nissan in La Quinta, the place where the, the, the gay desert guide Tori Nissan Leaf was uh, birthed. And uh, then it was wrapped by our friends at Desert Wraps. And it's kept clean by our friends at Desert Hand Car Wash. And there you go. A clean, shiny, wrapped car bringing you, and Tori Nissan, bringing you today's I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Fabulous. Well, we have a good, exciting show going on for us today. All kinds of guests. We've got Nino Eilich from the Standard Magazine. We've got Deborah Ann Mum from the Create Center. We've got Dr. Laura Rush and gossip about all of those things with all of those people. Can't wait to do it. Yeah, and we're also right. going to be talking about an amazing lineup of gay celebrities who are coming together for the Los Angeles LGBT Center with a telethon. And we're, we're going to be talking to the guy who's putting it all together behind the scenes. Daniel Valancourt is going to be joining us in just a little bit. But I, shall we go to the support group? Let's do it. I need some mental health. So we welcome back to the virtual flaming microphones of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Uh, two very familiar faces in the community and on this show we have with us from the standardps.com, Nino Eilitz. Good morning, good afternoon, whenever people are listening. Hi. Good morning to every other, all of those. Yes, and we welcome back again, and we really are happy to have you at this time, Dr. Laura Rush. We haven't had a medical update in a while. Woohoo! It's been a couple of weeks. It's been, you know, we we're we're doing okay here in Coachella. I know I've been saying it, and then we had big, big spikes, and yeah. you know the numbers come out every Tuesday from um, the Riverside County Department of Public Health, and you see that nice little chart trending down, and. We are still, our positivity rate is still high, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but the, the number of cases is is low. It's, it's getting lower. I'd be curious to see what happens when we get the feedback from what happened over Labor Day weekend. So we know yeah. that there's a lag in that data. It's usually one to two week lag, and when we see those numbers reported, the numbers reported were through September 6th, and I think it was about 153 cases but we know we're going to see a bump in that when those numbers are corrected with current data. And you're a Harley girl, and you had given us uh, a prediction a couple of weeks ago when Sturgis was going on. You said there was going to be a lot of used Harleys on the market. And I still anticipate that I'm going to be able to buy some cheap bikes at some point. They're Hmm. anticipating over 250,000 possible cases linked back to Sturgis. What? Just when they talk about how we could spread. Now, this was an economic analysis based on 
tracing. So the epidemiologists haven't really chimed in yet to see or to confirm that data, but that's what the estimates are right now. Based on what they're seeing and how widespread these people go, the people that came in contact and then obviously went back home, you know, we expect to see that um, in, in the Midwest states, in uh, the northern part of the country, where you know people are easier to get to Sturgis via motorcycle and riding. But they're they're showing it all over the country, so that's going to cause another bloom in in COVID cases in some places. Wow. And there've been there've been a couple of deaths. I don't have an accurate number just yet. I'm sorry, Brad. You were going to say something. I said it's not a super bloom like we have out here in the desert. It's not the good bloom. Right. <laughs> it's not just sneezing. So um, so we are unfortunately probably going to see a blip from that. And, and then, as you saw, we had reports coming out um, from uh, Bob Woodward yesterday, right, saying, oh, Trump was playing this thing down. And of course he was playing it down. His minions were playing it down. And, and no one believed that it was a severe disease. And they went to Sturgis. And yeah, it, it, it kind of blew my mind to hear the recording that, uh, you know, the interview uh, for the book that uh, Bob Woodward did, that the president really had, you know, a basic handle on what COVID was and how to spread it and and how serious it was. I That was like, wow, he really knew. He made right, an executive decision he... to lie to the public. Yeah. And that's, he should be held accountable for that. I feel like we were all telling ourselves that he didn't get it. He seriously was so stupid that he couldn't get it. But he's just so evil that he got it and he lied. That was actually, and it's harder to swallow a little and bit, you know, right? The funny part about that, too, I think, is that he doesn't realize or he forgets that he's being recorded. We're in the 20th century, 21st century, and and... And all this stuff you could go back and see. I mean, he, you know, when he says the things about the veterans and all these sort of things, and, and yeah. the John McCain, uh, you know, interview is there. Right. And he says all this crap, and, and, and people still are like, no, I don't think he did that. You know, that kind of thing, which is ridiculous to me. Well, the, you know, they'll still come back and back him up on this as well and say, well, right. you want to cause people to panic. And it was, that's know. crap. Yeah. And so they'll, well, they'll justify everything he does. Remember what this is all about, and he announced it yesterday to deflect, and that's the Supreme Court nomination. Yeah. Because there's that base that all they care about is abortion rights. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, is, uh, is uh, you know, overturning Roe v. Wade. Right. And in that case, you know, anything he does, it doesn't really matter because the ends justify the means. Mm-hmm. And they'll have, what, 300 Supreme Court judges that he will put in already by the end. <laughs> Isn't that what no, it no, is? Supreme Court. No, no, Supreme Court only has... Oh, not the Supreme Court, the... Federal Superior Court. Superior Court, there we go. I think he will put in nearly 300 Superior Court judges. Justice Cruz? Ooh. Oh, yeah, I saw That's scary, isn't it? Everything, and then the fires. Like, right? I mean, one of my friends was standing on the little... Uh, you know, stairs outside his building in San Francisco with the whole bridge behind him looking like a friggin' movie set. Uh, I mean, he just, uh, it was, uh, there was a day, two days ago or three days ago now where our sun was that ridiculous cartoon color. Yes. I've seen a fire sun before, but their whole sky was, oh, it's just a sci-fi movie. It's on, yeah, and it's not healthy. You you got, I keep signing on to the weather it's like very poor air quality. And, and I'm telling my patients, you know, you're used to being inside at this point. Please just continue to stay inside. The, you know, this, the kind of stuff that triggers asthma attacks. Um, 
problems with breathing, coughing, and I don't want people going to the ER. Right. You know, I've had patients several now um, go to the ER for one thing, get COVID, get very sick, some pass away. So I'm trying to, you know, you stay out of the hospital as much as you can right now um, and just try and take care of yourself. This is not the time to be going out, you know, in the middle of ash falling down and raining down upon her head. And, you know, somebody yesterday said to me, she's like, this really is the apocalypse. I'm like, it feels like it. All right. It feels like it, isn't we've, it? Had, we've had the plague. We've had the fires, you know. Murder hornets. Even though this was really serious three months ago, and you were inside of it medically dealing with all the issues, three months ago, you yeah. hadn't lost patients yet, right? No, I've lost. So you were still I, talking to us from a place that was clinical, right, right, and important to us, but it hadn't reached inside your freaking soul and your practice and your heart of losing clients. And I don't want to put you in a weirdo position, but can you talk to me about the transition of what that is now that every doctor pretty much in the Valley has lost probably. We've all lost patients. I've lost um, five, I'd say in the past four to six weeks. Yeah. Um, all due to COVID. So, you know, people say, I don't know anybody that's lost anybody. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I, I personally yeah. have lost five patients, uh, several of whom I was very close with. I, you know, I lost a family member to COVID. I lost a friend to COVID. So it has hit home um, and it's here. Um, people are getting sick and, and dying from it. And, you know, people, these people are, did have other chronic conditions and that does seem to be who obviously this disease affects more. And, you know, people were going on like, oh, 96% of those people reported had chronic conditions. And I was like, yeah, but they wouldn't have died previously right. without COVID. So this is the patients that I did lose did have issues. They were a couple of cancer patients that were immune compromised that were undergoing chemotherapy treatment that were doing well. You know, and so a couple of older patients that had nothing wrong. They were in their 80s, and they just were not strong enough to to fight it off. And it's so did we have a packed town this weekend? I did not go into the city this weekend, but was it packed, or what was the story here? Well, I can tell you that the heat, at least you know, on arenas, the heat and the fact that everybody has to be outdoors, I think probably kept people poolside and you know in their in their you know airbnb Bubble. party homes in their bubbles um but yeah it was yeah it was not packed um and just judging by what was the the parking situation and um so i think the heat was our friend it, it kept people away that would have been the one saving grace of having you know beastly heat out here is if it kept people from going out into public when we were expecting a, a surge of people into town yeah you know, the, the other thing that concerns me now, and uh, we'll see if it's founded or not, is that, you know, they're starting to reseed lawns, you know, for the golf courses. And I was, and that triggers allergies in so many people. I take my pills like crazy, like, you know, uh, yeah. just preventive, preventive thing here before it starts. Yeah. So people are going to be feeling kind of crappy just from yeah. the reseeding. I was like, you think you could just go one season without having to have a brand new golf course? There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with the old one, but right. you know, I'll probably take a lot of heat for saying that from all of the golfers <laughs> that live out here. Well, well, actually, so here's the here's the science behind that. I'll I'll put on my horticultural hat. You know, you can lead a horticulture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't make your intelligent. Come on, I got a smile on a smart. Car. That's right. There you go. Thank you, Shan. Um, but what happens is every year the summer grass is the stuff that's the really gnarly stuff that's out right now. And that goes into being dormant in the winter. 
Right. And so in order for us to have green grass, we have to plant Bermuda grass, which is the stuff that only survives when it's cooler out. And so they have to scrape the lawn, get all the stuff off there that's there now, the roots stay down there, and then they reseed it. So that's the science behind having to reseed. And it's not just golf courses, it's literally every condo association, every lawn in town sure. basically has to go through that process every year. It's and unfortunately, I know just saying, leave the roots, scalp it, let it or let it grow brown or whatever for a season. Don't reseed it. You're going to make everybody miserable and congested and sinusy and, and think they have COVID. Well, yeah. And you start getting sinus infections and then you start leaving yourself open to other opportunistic infections, too. So right. I'm not going to start blaming COVID on grass seed. But <laughs> Good. You know, I'm going to people are going to start feeling pretty shitty and be very, very upset and worried. So thanks, COVID. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can't golf now. Yeah. So, Nino, yeah. Uh, just a keep things moving around you know you've got your issue coming out of the standard uh september came out friday okay so tell us tell us what people want to go pick up the mag digitally pick up the mag and find great uh well basically uh they could go to our website which is www.thestandardps.com click on current issue they can subscribe to it right there as well uh it's free for those who do not know and this issue, what we did was we decided to, to, to go in a little bit more with a local stance because we do some generic things, you know, for the LGBT community. And we decided to reach out to some of the theater groups out here uh, who are going through a hell of a time, uh, obviously, um, especially some of the smaller theaters, um, you know, Palm Canyon Theater, CB Rep, Desert, Desert Performs, and so on, uh, Desert Rose. Uh, and just talk to the directors uh, and find out what are the biggest issues, which are kind of obvious, but um, what they're trying to do to maintain uh, some, uh, you know, some momentum, so to speak, yeah. and not just completely shut down and close up and everything like that. What are they doing? Well, um, they're trying to, to do, they're trying to do some of the, um, you know, the social media things. They're trying to reach out to, to, to their, their audience in that way. A lot of them uh, can't do the, you know, how they're doing the uh, pre-recorded things and doing the, yep. uh, the live feeds and so on. And the problem with that they're finding is that the licensing is really difficult to get and expensive. And obviously during this time when the money's not coming in, they really, so they're, you know, they're right there in the middle and they can't do anything. Hmm. They've, they've also formed um, the Alliance of Desert Theaters, okay. and uh, uh, which is uh, a conglomerate of, of some of the theaters, and they're kind of like a support group, you know, which within themselves. And, um, you know, they're, they're reaching out and, they're, and they're, they're pooling some of their resources and some of their, some of their money uh, to try to maintain the momentum, so to speak. Um, so, uh, what McCallum has the, the, the good deal. Well, it, for them, it's, it's very good where they could still do, uh, they do some zoom classes. They have a YouTube channel. Um, they still do their theater education through the YouTube uh, channel. Cool. So they're trying to do that. And what the positive side of it, because I, I asked them, you know, what are some of the positive things, if anything, came, come, has come out of this? And what they've told me is that their people are reaching into their pockets even more 
oh, wow. because they want to maintain the, the whole thing because we have a lot of little, yeah. small little theaters here in the valley i mean and they're uh, and they're pretty much pretty cool you know some yeah. of, i've seen some of the production in some of these little playhouses and i can't believe how good they are <laughs> you know because you think oh this is, you know especially when you hear like hairspray or something like that palm canyon canyon dude you're gonna think well, how the hell are they gonna do that they did it and it's awesome and a lot of them are uh, like i said really really um trying <laughs> and and i think they're they're going to you know they're going to come out of this um hopefully they all come out of it okay and obviously that's the, the the wish and we all wish for that for everybody actually but um and that was my main uh topic of this issue this month because i, I definitely wanted to make sure and reach out to them because i know that uh things have been quiet for them and um i'm excited to read that it's it's pretty good and and you know and and what I did is I spoke with I separated each theater so I talked to each director, you know Chuck Yates and C Lane and uh, Jeffrey Norman and all these folks that um, you know Ron Salona, um, so they all have their little input and I asked them pretty much the same question and it's very cool to see they all are kind of like on the same wave wavelength so to speak yeah. you know so so obviously they're all in the same boat. It's yeah. like a family. I mean, companies yeah. are families, and yeah. just so the, keeping the family together. Right, and you don't you don't see like competition or anything like that. It's just cool, no. See, that's know? exactly the first yeah. thing I thought of as soon as they made an alliance of theaters is right. that there will they will soon enough break off into a second like theaters right. that actually matter group, right? right? And then right. they will fight against each uh, other and ultimately uh, making each other better. But yeah. all um, theaters yeah. matter, right? right. What's wrong yeah. with me? They are very competitive when it comes to the theater awards. Now, at that, point, at that point, it gets it gets a little bit like waiting for Guffman. But yes. um, up until then, no, there's great cooperation between all the theater companies. Right. I know many of these people personally. Uh -huh. They interact. They mingle. They're friends. They help right. each other, and in this case, they've really come together to help each other. And I think it's just absolutely the best thing that could have happened. That's um, so cool. Theater companies to, to join together mm -hmm. and to find commonality in uh, in, a, in times of crisis. Right. And the best thing that somebody can do right now for the theater companies is write a play and give it to them. <laughs> so they can do a Zoom without paying royalties. Or, or And also, they could go in, if you go to the magazine, each page has the contact information where people could give them a dollar, give them a five dollars, whatever. Just donate exactly. something to the, all these theaters to help them maintain and, and stay afloat, so to speak. You know, even though they're not, they don't have, obviously they're not, they have like a skeleton crew, somebody answering the phones or something like that. But um, they still have to try to maintain their family. Thing. Yeah, exactly. So you know, so go there and 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 just click on their page on on the on the in the magazine, and it'll take you right to their pages and donations, and get some more information you know, on each individual theater. Hmm? You know, I also wanted to chat about uh, something we're doing together. We're getting your bears together with our peoples, and we are going to be doing a little dating thing. Uh, I love that you call them my bears. <laughs> are your bears? Yeah, they're, my, they're my den. <laughs> That's right. Are you a den mother? I didn't know you were. Oh, a hey, I've been called a mother before. It's all right. Yes, but with that <laughs> but other word attached. Yeah. yeah. Now, well, for, hey. for, for anybody that doesn't, uh, who has never heard of uh, IBC, the uh, International Bear Convergence, the guy uh, on your screen here with the red shirt is uh, responsible for that. So you bring Myself bears. Myself my business partner. I 
our business partner George Frank, who 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 George. is. Uh, who's brilliant as well. So. Yeah, you bring bears from all over the world uh, to Palm Springs and you, you keep them uh, uh, in, the, in the den. But now- yeah. and, and the thing, be- we, we were very fortunate this That's year right. because we, ha- we held our event, we held our event normally in February. So we were very yeah. fortunate that yeah. we were able to do it. I think it was one of the last- Last events, events in town. Last- in town and, and we were, I mean, knock on wood, I mean, cause things started happening and, and, yep. and right after that and everybody had to start canceling their thing. Um, our event for next year probably will not go on. We're gonna I, we're looking at doing maybe something virtually, um, okay. you know, something in in those veins because obviously it's September, <laughs> you know, February is only five six months away. Huh. You know, it, where we're standing right now, it does. I mean, I think it'd be irresponsible if we did do something. Um, but you know, I'm still talking with George, and, and we're gonna do something, but not to the scale that we've done in the past but so, in the meantime yes in the meantime you've got you've got a nice little way for the uh, bears yes. to uh cuddle and hibernate together yes and and i'm, I'm virtually with, with uh brad and he's going to uh uh actually we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh this week or next week and and set up yep, something right on that one it's uh it's september the 29th it's a special tuesday night version big gay bear hunt virtual speed dating uh, co-produced by the Fun and Games Department of Gay Desert Guide, the Men Events, and uh, um, and IPC. And Shan, you're going to be hosting, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? You're not mistaken, but dude, is that a Tuesday? I didn't even realize it was a Tuesday. Okay, yes. It is a Tuesday. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's taking the Tuesday. games night. It's, it's taking really the game. fun. I figure yeah, in the world of les in the world of lesbians, I am a bear. Um, and I have always been and, at home. And, and, and in the world of the bears, bear, you are a bear too, honey. It's all right. <laughs> yes, well, true. So, you know, you've always it's been true. one of them. <laughs> I always say bear. bears and lesbians. It's a fine line. The flannel, the cooking, the nesting, the clumping, the uh, yeah. U-hole. Lots yeah. of shit in common with that community. So cool dogs, all that kind of stuff. Yes, Dr. yes. Dr. I'm looking forward. Dr. Rush, are you in the bear community, in the lesbian bear community? Or do you consider, because you've got to, you're like a biker and like, there's all kinds of things. What, what, uh, how do you identify in the community? I, I guess I'd be, you know, like the biker chick. Biker chick. I'm so, a biker chick. Yeah. Speaking of Palm Springs and gatherings and all of that sort of thing, we have been talking a little bit about pride over the last few weeks and I'm not sure where all the controversy has landed, hopefully into like an even keel, but I did yeah. just uh, agree to uh, do a project for the lesbians. Um, the little smidge of uh, lesbian visibility in the scope of pride. And uh, the theme of this year's pride is exist, persist, resist. And I have added and thrive. And so our video project will be about how the artists in the lesbian community have thrived in while existing, persisting, and resisting. And now, so we're going to make... I'm sorry, Shannon, Shan, has, has, uh, has the whole fear of uh, the uh, car caravan controversy... Brad. Uh, have, yeah, I'll, that, talk, I'll talk to that. Yeah, that's that's kind of settled down. Um, there are good. still look, there are there are there's a camp of people who do not want tourists or visitors to Palm Springs, sure. and that camp is going to continue to say this and any other anything else that potentially draws people to Palm Springs is not safe and shouldn't happen. Sure. The reality of the situation is if our if we are going to stay alive as a city and as a, a tourist destination, there are certain things that 
you know, things are going to happen. People will be coming here. The Bureau of Tourism, the CBB are advertising and inviting people to be here. Then it's up to individual responsibility as to how people handle this. And Dr. Rush, you know this. You know that these party houses, you've got one or two in your backyard. I'm sure you've had firsthand experience of, of some of the bad behavior. Yeah. And yet there's also a lot of good behavior of people just coming to town. The caravan is meant to be just a locals only thing. It's not meant to bring people in from San Francisco and LA and New York and everywhere else. This year, it's a local celebration. Um, and I'm gonna be a cheerleader for this. I mean, we're a sponsor of the Light Up the Night events over the weekend, which is very local focused. But the caravan, I think, is also something that I believe is truly safe. Ron has looked at this, Ron DeHart from Pride has looked at this in 17 other cities where they've done it. And uh, it all seems to be uh, being done safely. And uh, Dr. And, Laura and like, Rush, we... And like everything, I think that obviously when it was first announced, everybody jumped the gun and immediately thought and took their own perspective on what they thought it was going yeah. to be without getting all the information, like everything else. Immediately right. they were like, you know, and I felt, and I, to I talked to Brad uh, a couple weeks back about this, how, you know, people were calling me and ask you how could they do this, blah blah blah, and I had to explain to them what it was, um, yeah. you know, and and um, and then once they understood, they calmed down. And I said, well, you should have asked before you jumped the gun, and you know, immediately thought that it was something that it wasn't, you know. Well, the messaging is going to be important going yeah. forward, oh, yeah. right? They're just going to need to say over and over again, we will be having a locally focused car caravan that has no audience we're not even releasing the route until you know everybody's lined up to go and mm -hmm. they need that to be just part of their press release and their messaging right. so that they can preempt your brain going too far whatever it is their message is some reassurance in the message the, the bigger issue is if they have a pride festival that goes with it with everyone conglomerating around of like course and and the dancing and the stages like they had last year that's not going to happen to imagine no. that everyone's going to visualize this wholly new thing without explaining it is naive a little bit right, right? none of us did the research about the other cities people like to become hysterical. it was not ron's fault that that happened it was i know it got released accidentally Right. to Main Street Group, they right. published it, and then all hell broke loose. And then now we were we ended up in damage control two weeks ago. Yeah. Right. So is so, that kind of messaging coming out now with the yeah, forward clear. explanation? Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's a, that's good. Dr. Laura Rush, I want to ask you not necessarily to look into a crystal ball, but right now we're at purple in our status. Do you think we'll be able to make it uh, a couple of notches up the countdown by November if we uh, do things right? I do. Um, seeing what we see with the numbers over this past weekend and how we handle that, um, we're going we're gonna to have to be. We're going to have to be. I, you know, we have to start mitigating some of the economic disaster that has already befallen on the city. So we have to start moving forward a little bit. And people need to just behave and wear a mask and and keep doing the social distancing and not going out into large groups. And it's going to be a way of life. I, and I keep saying we have to keep pushing six months ahead. So, you know, it's September now. we got to look six months ahead to when we might be back to what we consider normal. Um, the vaccine is going to play an important role, too, and how people respond to getting a vaccine. I, I hear a lot of blowback already on that. Like, I'm not getting a vaccine. It's not even safe. And 
people that don't understand vaccines, but the same people that don't get the flu shot. So it, it's going to be a push to get people vaccinated and, and buy in to the vaccines when they are released. And because it's become political now as to when it's, you know, a vaccine is going to be released. Yeah. People are nervous about it. And I've been talking a little bit about that there. You know, Trump wants one out before the election so he can take credit for it. And but what about the vaccine freeze quickly? Because we're near the end of our time. But the issue with that. Oh, the Oxford study, that vaccine yeah. trial is on hold because there was a side effect that was very serious. Yeah, they had a couple of patients with some severe side effects that's on hold, but there are a lot of other vaccines that are getting ready to come to market right now. I thought it was really cool, though, that the CEOs of AstraZeneca, Glaxo, and right. the, they all took a pledge that they weren't going to rush anything for political well, reasons. Corners. Right. They weren't going to cut corners to release to market without making sure that this thing was safety and it was safe and had gone through the proper clinical trials. So I, that's you know, another thing that's really cool that, that these companies are, are working together yeah, instead of against each other, because yeah. obviously something like this, you know, is going to make the companies billionaires. And, you know, normally when money comes into play, they, they go against each other. But it shows that, they, that they're really in, into it for the right reasons to getting well, the vaccine out there. And a vaccine failure would be just horrible. Yeah, you know, imagine. having a lot of side effects or, or not working. And people feel safe and then go, wow, what that would do to vaccines going forward and, you know, the anti-vax movement. But, uh, you know, fingers are crossed that they're, we're going to have some viable options coming out and then get them, getting them distributed throughout November, December in time for the holidays. People want to travel, um, you know, start traveling again for the holidays to see family and those big gatherings. And we want to make people safe for that. Well, I think to wrap this up, that's one of those things that, there's a lot of silver linings. It's amazing how many silver linings and that, I don't want to say that, that this is what Americans do. I think this is what humans do. Theater groups yeah. compete with each other while working together and medical researchers compete with each other when working together. Yeah. At the same time, that collaborative pivot as we keep talking about, I think there's a lot of great things that we may walk away with at the end of this about how to do that sort of thing. So. I want to say thank you to Dr. Rush and thank you to Nino for hanging out with us from the Standard Magazine. Thanks for playing. Thank you. You guys have a good weekend. Stay you safe. Too. And now we welcome Daniel Valancourt, who is a journalist and also a Benefit Gala Award Show writer who has scripted numerous events that you've been to, the Palm Springs International Film Festival, Steve Chase Humanitarian Awards for DAP, all sorts of events, and that is like herding cats. Uh, but you have this amazing event that's coming up this weekend that we want to invite everybody to uh, to watch. It's a telethon. Tell us about it and welcome. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's a it's an old fashioned telethon like in the old Jerry Lewis days, except it's okay. newfangled and with all this new technology. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, it is called Love in Action, and it is to benefit the Los Angeles LGBT Center in LA, obviously. It is broadcast live on Saturday the 12th from seven to nine on KTLA five in LA. Uh, but everyone around the world can watch it because it's also streamed live on KTLA.com okay. as well as on the LA Center's uh, YouTube channel and Facebook channel. Now Amazing. tell me, the lineup is incredible. It is, it is. I think that's what's fun about 
this new, you know, I, I tend to look at this uh, pandemic and, and the crisis that we're in and what all nonprofits are in as more of an opportunity now. Once we got over the fact that all our events are canceled and, oh my God, what are we going to do? The center came up with this great idea to do a telethon, which is amazing because with the technology, with Zoom, with Skype, with pre-records, you can go out to anyone in the world and say, please come and join us. So we've yeah. got Cindy Lauper, who's in New York. She's recording, you know, a performance for us. We've got Katie Lang coming from Canada. She's sheltering in Alberta. We have Cher in Malibu. We have so many people, and we don't have to bring them in. We don't have to put them up. We just have to zoom out there to them, and uh, they're there with us. So it's pretty amazing. That is amazing. What a lineup. Yeah. Isn't Jane Lynch a part of this, too? Say it again. Is Jane Lynch a part of this, or...? Jane Lynch is our host, so she is hosting or co-hosting so, with Cher so uh, Calvin, who is uh, a news anchor at uh, KTLA, and between them, they have 11 Emmys. Uh, Jane has five, and Cher Calvin has six, so it's a lot of hardware in that room that night. I'm going to so have to look Jane up who that news anchor is. Go ahead, Brad. Is Jane going to reprise her role as um, Sophie from uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Remember that episode when she, when they're doing the awards show or they're doing the telethon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think she's going to reprise that. A great episode of that. Yeah, no, but she, she's just she's an amazing woman. She's so funny. She's you know a pro, right? She she does Hollywood game night. She's used to emceeing, and she's a Christopher Guest actress. So she, anything you throw at her, she can do improv. And she's ready. Exactly. I have no idea how rare a female game show host is. It's super rare, and she's really good at it. She is, she is. And, you know, the thing with this is that as opposed to uh, other televised shows that, that I've done, like the Glad Media Awards, which were on Bravo, that was pre-recorded, and then we could edit it down, as right. opposed to the film festival, which, you know, who cares if we go 45 minutes long because Nicole Kidman is taking too long with their acceptance speech? This, we can't go over. It is live. So we have to stay on time. And the show is uh, broken down into four acts or four blocks. So we'll be in studio. And basically, every half hour, we kind of check in with our producer, uh, Michelle Robinson, just asking her, where are we? What do we have to cut? What do we have to stretch? And uh, unlikely that we'll have to cut much. I'm sure we'll have to, I mean, stretch much. Usually, these things extend, you know? So it's probably a case of like, oh, we're, we're five minutes long. We're, you know, we can't come in 15 minutes long at the end of it because we'll just get cut off. So. Right. And you have Billy Porter. It's, of course, Billy's going to be performing. Uh, he's actually not performing. He's oh. uh, just appearing. But, uh, yeah, the performances are uh, Melissa Etheridge, Cindy Lauper, and Lily Tomlin is creating – a special, special performance. I can't tell you what it is just now. Because oh, my God. I but have a guess. She is a strong, strong uh, supporter of the center. Always have. I believe one of their performance spaces is, yeah. is the Lily yes. Jane Wagner. Yes. Yep. Performance space. So she said, I want to do it. I'm going to create, I'm, I'm going to take one of my old characters out of the mothballs and do a Good new job. spin for the telethon. Oh. I hope it's Trudy the Bag Lady. No, Edith Ann, Edith Ann. Oh, no. She, Trudy the Bag Lady with the post-it notes with messages from the universe from Search for Signs of Intelligence. We're huge fans, obviously, you of Lily. You can imagine if she did the phone operator, the kids would have no idea what she's doing. Well, the greens just hello. What's the phone? 
I was going to say, I, I have a suspicion that it's going to be Ernestine because who else would appear on a telethon but Ernestine? You know? Right? She's taking not donations. Oh no, God. I don't think she'll do that. <clears throat> anyway. But so we do have a like, phone bank. We have a phone bank like in the old days of all right. the staff members who will be taking the calls. Oh, that's so, I think people all over the United States are going to be watching. It sounds so exciting. I really hope so. And, and again, I, I hope that nonprofits here where we live right. can kind of get a, a tip as to what can be done. I can totally see Desert Ace Project doing a telethon. Yeah. The film festival could be all virtual and it could still happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michelle Robinson, the, uh, our producer on this, is also yeah. producing segments for the Emmys, which are coming up. Okay. And wow. she says that that's going to be totally virtual, meaning, you know, best comedy actress. You've got Catherine O'Hara up in Toronto. You've got all these yeah. different ladies all over the country. And they're going to be standing by on Zoom. And then the winner's announced. All the others go black. And the winner, you know, does her acceptance speech. So it's kind of fun. How exciting. You must be having a ball with it. It's a lot of work. Well, um, and again, it's a new challenge because uh, of that timing issue. But uh, I'm actually going to L.A. today. And tomorrow we have a long tech rehearsal with Jane and with Cher and just, you know, working out stuff and then we go live on saturday and who's who's the live announce because i've done some live announce for things I'm, I'm just who's the voice uh do you know a drag queen from drag race named manila luzon mm -hmm. she is our uh she's not a live announcer we don't have a live announcer all that is pre-recorded but she's also what we're calling our cash queen she is running the board and as donations come in we're going to go check in with her periodically and we're going to say hey cash queen what's going on what are the donations <laughs> like we're That's trying to raise a million dollars and so uh she's going to be kind of keeping the uh the tally for us. She's also the tally ho. Tally ho. That's tally ho. Oh, that's better than Ed McMahon and Timpany, you know. <laughs> yeah. So this like this is hurting cats. You've done it before with people that are not necessarily professionals. These are the best professionals out there. But how are you personally, Daniel Valancourt, going to steal yourself and prepare yourself? And is it going to be Xanax? Is it going to be uh, lots of coffee? How do, you, how, do you, how do you keep your center doing all of this? My little, uh, what you might call it, you know, what I do before a show usually is I just have a Diet Coke right before we start. And then I kind of calm myself, and then the train leaves the station. And these things go so fast. I remember a couple of years ago at the festival, we had a packed, packed, you know, agenda. And suddenly, I turned around, and we're half the show was over. So these things go really yeah. fast. I think adrenaline kicks in, yeah. and you're just on not on autopilot because there's so much you have to, you know, keep tabs on. But again we don't even have commercial breaks. So basically, while we cut to a performance, I go over to Jane, I'm like, okay, we're five minutes long, we have to cut here, we have to cut there, or something happened, you know, we have a couple of uh, true live guests. Uh, Adam Schiff is is chiming in from DC in our first half hour, so it's just a, a matter of keeping calm, keeping an eye <laughs> on the clock, and doing it, you know? And again, like you say, we're in, in the hands of such professionals that, and you know, KTLA does live news all the time. We even have a remote right. going to the center where the phone bank's located. We're going to go check in there now and then. So, you know, it's a lot of moving pieces, but we're a good team, and I think it's going to go well.
And sure. KTLA, KTLA did, uh, has been doing telethons year after year for um, uh, the Jewish Community Center uh, every, every year with huge stars. So they've, they've actually, you know, got some, some skills there. Right. Earlier this summer, they did the Project Angel Food Telethon also. Oh, nice. Uh, so, you know, yeah, they, they know what they're doing. And it's fascinating. We have these tech Zooms with all the people in KTLA, and it's amazing, like, the dozens of people that it takes to really get this off the ground, you know? Yeah. All right, so it's ktla.com, and it's starting on Saturday at what time? Uh, from 7 to 9, or 9.45, not sure. I'm joking. Yeah, okay. 7 to 9 on ktla.com, or again, you can follow it on the uh, Los Angeles LGBT Center's YouTube or Facebook channel. You are officially the first guest with a gig that I'm jealous of. It sounds so amazing. Brad, did you have something? I interrupt you. I had two things. One is, remember that we do get KTLA out here on cable. So if you've got uh, uh, Spectrum cable, you do get this in the greater Palm Springs area. So you can watch it uh, on the old-fashioned uh, television set. No rabbit ear. It doesn't quite reach that far. Um, and so I don't, you don't necessarily have to go and watch it on a small screen. You can watch it on the big screen. And also a shout-out to your husband, David A. Lee. Uh, who is a photographer and has been furloughed during all of this. David has been our scribe, well, he's been our, our historian of all the events and uh, uh, mixers and things that happen in the, in the greater Palm Springs area. And I know he's been sidelined, so we wanted to wish him well, and I'm sure he'll be accompanying you this weekend. Thank you. Yes, he's actually, he co-wrote the show with me. It's such a big show to write uh, yeah. that, you know, I, I enlisted him. We used to write the festival early on in the early years together. And then when his photo career shot off, uh, I had to do it on my own because he was too busy. And, you know, I'm an introvert. I'm a writer. I, I'm happy being home alone and sheltering. And this is actually a big outing for me to go to L.A. and actually put long pants on. Uh, David has been suffering a little more because he's such a people person. He loves to be out there, you know, touching and squeezing and telling everyone no hands on shoulders. So uh, <laughs> he'll enjoy the time, too, because he, he's been having a tougher time. He's such an extrovert. So but thank you for mentioning him. And I'll I'll give him your best wishes. Daniel Valancourt. Tombstone, wouldn't it? On his tombstone. No hands on shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the event is Love in Action, a telethon benefiting the LA LGBT Center, and it is airing at KTLA.com, also on KTLA if you have cable that has it. And it's this uh, Saturday, 7 to 9. Good luck and break a leg. You're going to be awesome as usual. Thank we you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Where's your coffee? Brad. There we go. All right. Well, you know, you guys are, since I was featured yesterday on the WCW, you guys are lucky I still have time this morning to do this interview. <laughs> on that it. note, our Woman Crush Wednesday from yesterday, uh, Gay Desert Guides Woman Crush Wednesday was Deborah Ann Mum. She was our sexy feature. She does so much amazing work across the valley. She is the owner, director, creator of the Create Center in Palm Desert. I can't even tell you. I took a tour of the property two days ago, um, and it was my first time in this property. I was at your last property, and now you're moving to another property because she's on fire. She just keeps exploding exponentially. What she offers to the community, I think I was, uh, you had shrink-wrapped these packages of super high-end 
art work supplies for a project called the Art of Science. Is Art of Science. Wow. Right? And so it was, I, I'm going to let you tell it, but please welcome to the show, Deborah Ann Mum. Also in the intro, my first hug of COVID. We were, <laughs> I got oh. out of my car and I saw her face and we just always, I always smile when I see your mug in front of me wow. and just intrinsically started walking. And just before we connected, I said, I think we're hugging. It's happening. And then, and then it was too late. We were like, turn your head away, hug, hug, hug. And then as I was leaving, we had to do it again. Cause if we'd already gotten cooties, we'd already gotten cooties. So that's right. you got to take advantage of that uh, cootie exchange. Deborah, tell everybody some of the stuff that you as a creator and an artist has pivoted into. Uh, well, you know, <clears throat> typically here at the Create Center, we were doing a lot of drawing and painting and uh, art, art type classes. And then, uh, you know, then March came and everything shut down. So we started um, taking the equipment in our tech lab, the 3D printers and making um, PPE for everybody, which, you know, I, it's, I feel like people are kind of, uh, <laughs> look at that. I have my, uh, let's see if I can do this. My, I, I put together a face shield. Oh yeah. There you go. And, and these are lightweight and comfortable and offer a great deal of protection. They're to be worn, you know, with your mask, but with in both, I feel really safe. And uh, you could weld with that. Like I'm in Star Wars, but so this that this project um, is this right? Yes. Uh, has been going on since. I mean, we have printed thousands of these things and delivered them to all the major hospitals in the Valley Desert AIDS Project, um, the Oasis Clinic. That's way out there. Oasis, practically Salton Sea, uh, Coachella. Um, other nonprofits, Find Food Bank, Habitat for Humanity, Angel View, I could just, uh, Alzheimer's Association, I could go on and on about, uh, about that, uh, but I feel like people are tired of hearing about it, even though we still have very high demand for this stuff, Yeah. and, um, you know, donations have slacked off a bit, but uh, we're, we're uh, still cranking them out with an average of maybe a, a hundred per week. Oh, How can people sing? Oh yeah, you got one right there with the uh, re. re uh, a little bit of a, a mask, a medical mask, the little blue ones we all have in. You pop it in here. Very nice. It's like mask into six. Yeah, that mask turns into six filters, and then this too, I walked home with this. Like hooks your ear things. So that you don't, I had no idea my ears could hurt, but I had to have my mask on for a long time day before yesterday and I wore this and that was horrible to, owie. Yeah, so Deborah was kind enough to send me one last time uh, after our last, after your last appearance uh, at the beginning of this, you sent me one of those in the mail. Thank you very much. It's pretty cool, huh? For the people, for the people that are just listening to the podcast, um, we describe that as basically uh, a, an ear reliever, and so you would hook a a mask into these uh, hooks that would uh, go behind your head, so that your ears don't have to hold up the uh, the mask or be turned into like Dumbo ears. That's what happens to me. So, uh, how do people the sexy find you? Ear saving strap. 
how do people find us? Yes. Well, we, you know, I feel like we're not easy to find, but we're uh, over here in Palm Desert, very near the Civic Center um, in the beautiful Morning Star Plaza <laughs> at the corner of San Pasqual and Fred Waring. We're very near the Jocelyn Senior Center, if um, you're familiar with that. Some of the other... Some of the other things, though, you have looming there, right? You oh, can yeah. loom so, things. You uh, even 3D printed so, a tiny little loom to make mug rugs. You have uh, <laughs> virtual reality. You put me in this virtual reality thing, which was digitally sculpted and designed a wonderland for me. Your, your son designed. Uh, the, the artist that designed the Wonderland is Travis Heiner, aka Sabokin, and um, he's a super crazy talent that um, he does a variety of works. So we just uh, put him in there to let him play around, and he did that in in like a day. Those each of those environments were created in a in a fairly short period of time. And um, so that's that's actually one of the services that we have available now. Uh, you can because it's a one-on-one -on -one thing, so you can come in and uh, it's on our website. You can make an appointment with Brady, and he gives you the lowdown and he puts you in there, and you Thanks. can make stuff. So um, the thing that sh uh, sh Shan that we put you in was called Tilt Brush, where it's environments and you're just kind of floating around in outer space, uh, drawing with frosting or duct tape or what, whatever your pleasure. Fire, I think you drew with fire. Right, yes, um, I drew with disco. That's a label you can draw with this <laughs> crazy. It was so interesting so and weird. The other program uh, is called Medium, and it's a sculpture program, so you can actually sculpt pretty much out of thin air and then send those files to our 3D printer, or if you're a fancy oh. professional sculptor, you can send it to the foundry that you're using and have your sculpt your virtual sculptures cast in bronze in any size. I mean, it's really, it's really incredible. We're actually heading off to... Um, Colorado next month to uh, Aspen and that and Carbondale to show people in that area the possibilities of what you can do with VR. It's also, you know, there's, it's the next thing. You know, the all the new graphics cards for computers. This is like I'm I'm not sure why I even know this. It's because I have a um, I have access to all of these young people who understand <laughs> this stuff. But all the new video cards that are coming out are going to be able to support virtual reality so we feel like this is the next place where everything is going and we're really excited about um you know filming in 360 and doing some other uh exciting things like that well you also have a studio there as well the full green screen and the lights and the space and all of that so and you have and you have a grant you have a grant from is it riverside county or rad right it's oh well so we have more than one grant for yeah. this video studio so the first it's it's so awesome uh, so when when stuff like this happens we're a very community focused organization so for me i'm like how can we what can we do how can we be yep. of service right we're a service organization yeah. how can we help people um how can we help our community uh creatively right and i think you know, a lot of people don't have access to this kind of tools and equipment to be able to do video editing or broadcasting. And um, so we got a grant from the RAP Foundation to help us uh, complete um, our studio. And this is 
through the CARES Act and the Riverside County Board of Supervisors and the Inland Empire, um, I, I don't know, economic funders or so. Um, but nonprofits. For nonprofits. So we're full. We're, I mean, here's the thing. It's like we've, we've filled up. We're booked out. Our first uh, webinar is today. And that's that's very exciting. So we have nonprofits like Coachella Valley Horse Rescue and Rainbow Youth Alliance that are yep. going to be coming in, and uh, we're going to show them how all this stuff works, give them the lowdown, and help them create some uh, live streaming videos for their social media platforms. And people can get to the website by going to createcentercv.org. So you can check all this stuff out, and also on our uh, page. Uh, I love Gay Palm Springs on Facebook. You can see the Woman Crush Wednesday recipient and our very special guest, Deborah. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, I love your show and I, I love uh, being a guest with you guys. It's a lot of fun. We love it too, honey. Thanks for coming back. We'll see you again soon. Thank you. Thanks, oh my gosh, I love that broad. Deborah <laughs> and Mom from the yes. Create Center. She would let me say it. She would. I mean, we hugged. Uh, come on. Yeah, getting a little <laughs> close heavy, there. heavy contact in this whole atmosphere. And now, as we come nearly the close of our show, Brad, you got a little info for us? So everything we do with the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast is made possible because of Gay Desert Guide, my LGBTQ website of everything happening throughout Greater Palm Springs. And uh, because of that, we do a weekly newsletter. We also do the blog on our website. So I'm going to run down, as we do each week, some of the other great things happening uh, throughout Greater Palm Springs. And while we had Daniel talking about uh, the, the show Saturday, on Sunday, September 13th, um, I'm on the host committee for the Golden State Equality Awards to support and uh, uh, continue to help with the good work done by Equality California, especially in this election year. It's very important uh, that we support what uh, Equality California is doing and has done. And so the Golden State Equality Awards on Sunday, September 13th, another virtual event live online at 6 p.m., uh, eqcaawards.org. Nancy Pelosi is going to be on. Pete Buttigieg is going to be on. Performance by Melissa Etheridge, nice. Betty Who, Newell, Robin S., and Shay Diamond. So we've got some great uh, people lined up for this event. Uh, and again, uh, Sunday evening at um, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard, oh, Pacific Daylight Time, as a matter yeah. of fact. Does, has Equality California come out with a list of who, who they recommend we vote for, their report card? Yes, and I believe that is out now. I think, it's, I think it's their report card that I saw. There's a couple other. The Victory Fund also does one, and they're more national in scope. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're actually also trying to raise money for candidates uh, near and far who are running races in uh, some of the, the other states where they could really use some help. So I would also encourage, uh, if you're going to be throwing some political dollars out there this year, the Victory Fund is also uh, another great place to do so. 
Um, so this week, uh, the rundown, of course, we've got virtual speed dating, men of all ages. That happens on Friday, the tw I'm sorry, Saturday the 12th, hosted by our very own Shan Carr. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking forward to uh, the little speed dating action this weekend. This weekend also, how could we forget, because we talked about it a lot last week, we wanted to make sure that people uh, were able to get uh, uh, tickets for like the drive-in movies. This is the Palm Springs LGBTQ Film Festival, known as Cinema Diverse. And Shan, you've been uh, you've been screening films for years. Um, tell us about the 13th anniversary uh, of this year. What's going on? It's really exciting. They have so many different options. Again, there is this silver lining pushing forward, and it is streaming. It is virtual. The tickets cost the same as they would if you'd gone. You can buy one ticket. You can buy a six-pack of tickets or an all-access pass. I can't seem to retain how much that costs, but like under 170 bucks, I think. For yeah. a whole from the 11th through the 30th, you can stream at your own pace, whatever you want to see. There's some nice selections for women and obviously tons and tons of cool stuff for everybody. And uh, I, I really encourage it. And maybe have a little bit of a virtual watch party. Put on your headphones and call a few friends, right? And put in your headphones so that you're not interfering you know, with your movie playing at a different time, but just hanging out and kind of watching it together is sort of fun. I'm going to do that. Um, looking forward to opening night. Can't seem to access the name of, uh, of the opening film, but it's a fun little rom-com. Um, really cool. Really cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jan. I appreciate you giving us that update there. This would have been the Dinah weekend. Oh, man. The Dinah postponed weekend. Yeah. yeah. The Dinah postponed. So this is the ANA Inspiration Weekend at Mission Hills Country Club and Rancho Mirage. Golf tournament's still going on. A couple of the, uh, the women have tested positive for COVID and have been uh, taken out of the competition. But we do have uh, word, and I've got all the details in our newsletter and on daydesertguide.com for Club Skirts the Dinah 2021 dates. Now, yeah. this is an either-or proposition. Uh, Mariah is either going to do May dates or she'll postpone it until September. And anyone who purchased passes already will get transferred to those new dates. So I think we're just kind of waiting to see, um, you know, vaccination-wise or vaccine-wise. Yeah. And, um, and she's kind of deciding between those two dates. White Party also postponed until April 2021. Those dates, April 23rd through the 26th. Um, tonight, if you are seeing this uh, on September the 10th, our friends at um, uh, Animal Samaritans are doing their virtual yappy hour. Oh, so cool. The canines in caftan, the uh, Kiki, uh, Kiki, right? Torno. Yeah. Kiki Torno. Yeah. Right? Kiki, yep. She's going to be uh, uh, hanging out, I think, with people tonight. And there is um a furbo dog camera that mounts on your dog valued at 199 dollars if you participate tonight bring your dog bring your cat canines and caftans all the details on gaydesertguide.com the kgay 1065 virtual summer concert series is drawing to a close we have just two weeks left this sunday the 13th bill loans is on and next sunday christine w wraps up the series so lots going on. That's just a, a, a piece of what we cover on GayDesertGuide.com. Hundreds of events, most of them virtual. All the fundraisers, dates, activities, the restaurants that are open. 
and places to stay and places to see, all at gaydesertguide.com and in our email newsletter when you subscribe to our Oasis Insiders. I have to give a shout out to uh, your calendar master, Alex McCune. I, I saw a masked man pushing a cart at Ralph's and I recognized him from his, you know, he's my glasses wow. muse. He always has yeah. matching glasses with the mask and the outfit. And, and Alex just does a tremendous uh, job keeping everything straight, especially in our new normal where things get changed all the time. It's a great resource, gaydesertguide.com. That's it for this week. It's been fun to be with you. And, and you know, I miss seeing you or in reality, but we, uh, we do this little virtual thing every week. And we'll be Drive back by again. and I'll wave. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to all of our guests. I want to say thank you to Brad Fur because this Thursday has been a real check-in spot, a tiny smidge of structure in our lives. And it's always good to check in with you guys and hear from people from our community. We love it, and we love Gay Palm Springs. Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs and on the homepage of GayDesertGuide.com.